We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey everybody! Welcome to the RotoWire Fantasy uh, Fantasy Football Podcast. Jeff Erickson here with Chris Liss. Uh, the team of destiny rides again. Win, and we're thankful for WinBet for sponsoring it. We'll be talking about that and a lot of weird other results from uh, Week Nine. It's always weird results, but uh, this one was disappointing results. So we'll talk about that. But let's let's start right off at the top. The team team of destiny, Chris. It rides again. It's really one of the sickest things. I mean, okay, you got to understand week one, you know, we, okay. So just background for those of you who are not familiar, um, we Dalton and I, uh, when we were in Vegas for the road wire trip, I went down to Circa before I left, uh, on the Wednesday, went down there, put a plunked a thousand dollars down for the survivor contest, $6 million prize. I guess they probably expected 6,500 people. Well, only 4,500 showed up. So there's already like this nice overlay just to begin. And week one, we go with Tampa. Remember, in week one, there wasn't like a great option. They're all like seven, eight-point options favorites. We go with Tampa. They were losing with like a minute left, and Brady drove them down for a game-winning field goal. Yep. Barely survived. Then in like week three or four, we took the Ravens. I took them over Denver, uh, who was hosting the Jets and beat the Jets 31-0. The Ravens won on a fourth and 19 conversion by Lamar Jackson, then a 66-yard field goal by Justin Tucker, which doinked over the crossbar and in. Okay. Following week, we took the Patriots at the Texans. The Patriots were down 22 to nine in the third quarter. This is not the Patriots that are now improving. This was the very bad Patriots. They barely won uh, by a field goal. Okay. Then last week, uh, we'd used up a lot of the good teams. I wanted to take the Bengals. Dalton insisted on the Chiefs. I really did not like the Chiefs. They're really bad. We took the Chiefs. The Bengals lose to the Jets. Chiefs barely hold on and win. Team of destiny. And, and you had to, and you picked against your own team. Let's not bury that lead there. Right. You had to. Go I really didn't want to. Giants, but. I didn't want to, and I hated the Chiefs. I thought the Chiefs were bad, and I was right. They were shaky, but they were good enough. Um, and then this week it was even crazier. So this week, you know, we used the Colts and the Bills. Those were our top two choices. So they were like, okay, what do we do now? And Cowboys, obvious number three. They're eleven point favorites, ten and a half point favorites. Went down to ten. And Dalton and I, for some reason, we, we weren't sure. We had a bad feeling about Dallas. We said, let's just sleep on it, meditate on it. Next day, we'll talk about it. So we talked about it Saturday morning, and we both were like, I don't feel good about Dallas. So that was off the list, and that was the obvious. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's like, I want the Saints. 
And he gave me his reasons. And I was like, you know, I still think the Dolphins are the right play, even though uh, Tyrod Taylor's playing and that wasn't great. You know, if it was Davis Mills, we would have taken the Dolphins, no problem. Tyrod Taylor plays, okay. Eh. And then he's like, I don't like the two has got a broken finger. I'm like, he'll be all right. He's practiced. I think 75, 80% chance he plays. I'm like, look, I need you to sign off on this, but I feel okay about the Dolphins. And the thought I had was, you know, it was like the Eagles last week going into Detroit and crushing them. When the team that's doing poorly, this one in seven, but it's just a bad team, plays a true doormat, they take it out on the doormat. That was kind of the theory. And the Dolphins, you know, they're not a good team, but they're not a true doormat like the Lions or the, or the Texans. So, um, okay. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to, you know, the line was five and a half, six, and the Saints were six, six and a half, but it was close enough. I'm like, I, I just feel I'm going to go the Dolphins. And I thought to myself, it's another thing I thought, I'm not scared. I'm not scared to do this. Like, you can't be scared. It is what it is. It's like poker, right? Like, you got Ace King, you're in position, you raise. You know, Ace King's not good most of the time, but you can't be scared. You got to play it. You got to raise. You got to play the cards. I, this is the one I liked. I'm going to play it. It is what it is. Um, Sunday, I go to a barbecue, get kind of drunk during the day, and I'm not really checking my, uh, my phone or anything. Uh, I get back and Dalton's like, you know, two is out, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh shit, no. really? Right. And then I'm like, well, there's still four point favorites. You know, they're still favored to win. And I'm like, mm -hmm. um, you know, if, two, if we knew two was out on Saturday, we probably would have gone Saints. And guess what happened? The Dolphins won. They won this game. The Saints lost. The Cowboys got destroyed. The Bills lost. The Rams lost. The Ravens almost lost. It was sick. And I'm watching this game and the Dolphins turned it over three times in the first half and lost their center for the game. And of course they were without their starting quarterback and it didn't matter. Not only did they win, Jeff, they covered. You know what that means? Uh, that means that you are the team of destiny. They that, were the team of destiny. But that they covered, that they covered also. Tell me, what does that mean, Chris? Nine and oh on best bets. Oh, that's right. The other destiny. One, one in 512. It's just dumb luck. One in 512. It can happen. I mean, people win the lottery a lot bigger odds than that. People yeah. get struck by lightning. It happens. But let's keep it going. It's one, you know, it's 512 squared. You know, we're halfway through, which is 260,000-ish. That's what I need to do for the uh, rest of the season. Um, but so far, so good. And uh, it was a great day. I mean, it was a horrible fantasy day. My, my primetime team is now, I think, first or second overall in points. And I still have players going tonight. So that was good. But some of my other teams did terribly. And I left, I don't know how I did this. I left the Browns defense on the bench, 19 points for the Bucks defense, which were on by. I just didn't notice. It wasn't the kind of, I like, you know, I looked before. You didn't Thursday. scroll far enough down. I, I just, you know, it was one of those things where like, I was looking at all the skill guys and worrying about it. I just missed the fact that I had a, a bye week defense in. So that was a different league, oh, no. but that was an NFFC that was in, you know, mild contention. So that was, unfortunate i would have to say I, i'm starting to see that though i i went up again in one league i went up against someone who left murray in their active lineup i ran i went up against someone else that left Tua in their active lineup and maybe the Tua thing caught them by surprise uh but you should have been on guard for at least on kyler murray you should have known better as a game time decision had something anything available um but you know that that hey it is what it is well, so, i was a victim know. of my own preparation because usually on thursday i clear out all the brush you know i i if there's someone on buy i already set the lineup on thursday to fix it you know i'm not waiting there's nothing to wait for for sunday or, or whatever um yeah. but because i usually do that and i must have missed it i didn't check on sunday because i was like oh well that's not something i check on sunday on sunday 
I'm checking late scratches, you know, questionable guys. And then like last minute tweaks, which are almost always a disaster. Yeah. I'm just switching um, one guy in for another at the last minute because I, I, you know, look at the matchup again. Um, but I'm not usually dealing with bi-week defenses on Sunday. That's already right. done. So I just, it just didn't occur to me. Plus I had had a few drinks and I just, I'm pissed. I would have probably lost the matchup anyway. So that's not, uh, and it's probably, that team's six and two. It's going to be six and three, but that's just a bad unforced error, you know? Yeah, it is. Um, it's so funny. After our conversation on, on Sirius XM on Thursday about Survivor, I pivot away from Dallas. I had a bad feeling about Dallas. Because I, in one late, one, in a couple, I actually had Buffalo remaining. Of course, obviously, we'll talk about right. that in a second, I would use but. Buffalo. I would use Buffalo without, <laughs> without even a second thought if I had them. But in the others, I was like, screw it. I don't want Miami. Screw it. I don't want Dallas. I went with New England. And I went Ooh. with Baltimore. Ooh, nice. Nicely yeah, done. So, Nicely uh, done. That's was, it. That's a real man. You know, New England's a four point three and a half points when that kicked off. You just got to do it. I mean, you can't The more we talked about that game, the more I felt like, oh, no way that Carolina is going to beat them. No way. Yeah. That, that, that offense is so bad. But then you see Jacksonville beating Buffalo and makes you wonder, is there anybody that's still good left in the NFL? Or are we all, you know, I, and I, here's the thing. We want to have, believe that these teams have fixed values or at least a, a fixed range. But the range is so wide this year. The range I mean, is wide. Yes, it is. Buffalo. I mean, my God. How do you how do you score six points against Jacksonville? How? Yeah. Um, you know, just make sure that the, the, def- the defense doesn't have a guy with the same name as your quarterback. That's the problem. You know, if you fa- – I would start – if I'm uh, – I would be a copycat. It's a copycat league. I would start hiring defenders. I would find a guy named Patrick Mahomes and put him on the de- – well, you don't need to do that anymore because he's I terrible I was just going to say, what a waste yeah. of time. Yeah, that's a waste. That's a waste. Of a- you could stop him without that. But, you know, I'd go and find, you know, a defender named Russell Wilson or a defender named Tom Brady, <laughs> of which that those are relatively common names. I mean, there's people out there named that. I don't care how old he is, if he's 55 years old, whatever. Just put him in, uh, and that's the secret. That's obviously how you stop an offense in this league. Who's good anymore? There's the Bucks, um, the Bucks, and the I think the Rams are still good. Although Tennessee really exposed them. Yeah, uh, I think the Tennessee. The, I mean Tennessee. You got to. I mean their defense is good. Their defense is not bad. You know, I is not what we thought early in the season. Yeah, no, it's really weird. Um, Packers, and, uh, I think, are good with Rodgers. The Packers are good with Rodgers. That the Packers actually played well it was just jordan love is so bad i mean jordan love is so terrible i he just wasn't even i'm just so glad he covered he finally got that touchdown at the end alan lazard made a nice move got in the end zone but that was huge for the cover but i mean the chiefs were terrible i mean they couldn't even put that team away that had a quarterback that didn't know what he was doing i mean that was the chiefs are really on the ropes i I think the chiefs like i'm glad we use them up in survivor i would not want to have the chiefs on i I don't even want to Think about it, and um, we'll do guess the lines tomorrow. But I already looked ahead; I already did mine, uh, and you'll see. We'll see what the situation is. All right, all right. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we'll, we'll keep like, breaking down some of these games, some of these teams in a second. But first, a uh, note from our friends at WinBet: If there's one thing we appreciate here at RotoWire, it's making good decisions, and even more so, making the right decision. Listen up, folks! I have an incredible offer for you with RotoWire's newest partner, WinBet, the premier digital casino and sportsbook app. WinBet is now the exclusive sponsor for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. WinBet brings you all the latest action with a user-friendly interface, money line bet, bets, boosted parlays, over-unders, round robins, live betting, and so much more at your fingertips. Want a break from sports betting? Head into WinBet's digital casino and take a spin on roulette. 
Double down in blackjack, slam the slots, or try your hand at baccarat. WinBet is currently available in six states, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, while rapidly expanding. At WinBet, the possibilities are limitless. WinBet is currently offering all RotoWire listeners a risk-free bet up to $500 on your first wager. Download WinBet now. That's W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. WinBet, the exclusive partner for RotoWire's fantasy podcast. A lot of T people got knocked out on Dallas against Denver. Chris, it wasn't just merely that Dallas lost this game. They were never in this game. They This this is one of the first games I rewatched because I just wanted to wonder what the heck happened. I thought Dallas is one of those teams I could believe in. And, you know, is Tyron Smith that important to the offense? Did they just completely melt away without their left tackle? Maybe. You know, I mean, Denver, they dominated them. They, had, they didn't score any points until there were four minutes left in the game. I mean, it was it was a crush and uh what a what a great thing to pivot off of dallas and then to watch and see that game going and just be like thank god we didn't do that it was the obvious thing you know i mean it's just it really was just incredible to watch i don't know i didn't watch that much of it i was just seeing the updates Uh, i knew dak you know he had a, a layoff for a little bit and maybe he was rusty um i'm not really sure what was why was it so bad was denver just getting into his face so much and getting pressure all the time I think so. Um, I, I think so. Uh, he, he, they really did get, you know, they, they were pressuring him a lot. Uh, it wasn't just that, though. You know, he was off. C.D. Lamb dropped a pass. He was hurt. You know, Lamb and Cooper were both hurt going into this game uh, a little bit there. And I wonder if that had something to do with it a little bit. Their best play was the very first play of the game. Kickoff return past the 50-yard line. Uh, that, that's how bad it was. What's weird was seeing Dak in there in the last minutes of the game without Cooper, without Lamb in there. It was all their backup receivers. And meanwhile, obviously no Gallup either. Uh, but they're they're willing to expose Dak, who missed the previous game with a calf injury, and Zeke, who you know just has all this mileage on him. Very weird. Right? Just he got hurt. Zeke got hurt during the game. He got yeah. hurt during the game. That's very yeah. weird. Yeah, and yet they had had him out there in garbage time. Very yeah. odd, odd, you know. Dallas McCarthy. got stopped McCarthy. on like a couple of fourth downs. I mean, that 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 had something to do with it too, um, including one I think at the twenty where they e- easy points to take, uh, and they they went for it there. So that's that's part of it too. Yeah, I mean, I'm as a Giants fan and somebody who faded the Cowboys and Survivor, uh, very happy to see it. What's funny is Dalton has a pool, a Survivor pool, and you know I use Miami, but that one you can switch right up till kickoff. And I thought about it, you know, once Tua was scratched, I was like, oh, maybe I should just pivot to the Cowboys or something just to hedge. Then I was like, F it, man. We're the team of destiny. Why would I hedge? So I I kept it on the Dolphins. He had the Saints. There's only five people left. That's like three grand in that pool. So um, we'll see what happens there. But uh, it's just just hilarious. Yeah, the Cowboys. I don't know. I mean, look, I I remember this. I always use this example because it's so clear in my head. But the Giants won a Super Bowl in 2007. They beat the undefeated Patriots. And then they... Uh, started off 11 and one the following year, 10 and one, 11 and one. And they, and of the final four teams that, you know, ended up, you know, being the Super Bowl, the Steelers, the Cardinals and the Ravens, three of them, they blew those teams out when they played in, in that run of going 10 and one. Uh, they were by far the best team in the NFL. It wasn't even close. And they were the Super Bowl champions. And their one loss though, was like in week five, they went to Cleveland, I believe on a Monday night. Yeah. I remember. And that the Browns just absolutely, it was like Kellen Winslow jr. And Braylon Edwards, those guys, Pummeled them. The, yeah, the Browns finished like five and eleven that year, six and ten. They destroyed the Giants, and it wasn't like a bunch of turnovers and cheap stuff. They just beat the crap out of them. They were a bad team, 
but they just killed the best team in the NFL until Plaxico shot himself and then Tuck got hurt and they weren't the best team in the NFL anymore. But they were the best team in the NFL from that Super Bowl run through 10 weeks into the season and they got destroyed by one team, a bad team. It just happens. It just it doesn't usually happen so many on the same week where the Bills get beat by the Jaguars the same week that Denver kills the Cowboys uh, on the same week that the Rams get destroyed at home by the Titans the same week that, um, you know, all this stuff happens at once. That's rare, but you don't want to overrate what it means for the teams going forward. I do think, though, that that there is more parity this year. You know, there is more mm-hmm. um, not there's not like, you know, I, I think the Texans are pretty bad. Um, and I think the Lions are pretty bad. I think the Jaguars are probably really bad, but we'll see, right? We'll see if the defense maybe isn't as bad as we thought. Um, I think the Jets are pretty bad, but the Jets beat the Titans and the Bengals. So they're, you know, they can't be that bad. Right. And the Jets, and the Jets you know, fought like crazy um, even against the Colts. Like they made that a game and make it a game, but they made the cover a game. So, <laughs> you know, the Jets, and that was with their third string quarterback. So, you know, the Jets are bad, but, you know, th- there's not really there's more parity this year than in some other years where there's just a truly dominant team, and the Bucks are the best team probably, but the Bucks have two losses, and the Bucks secondary is actually bad and injured. So, you know, the secondary is kind of important, you know, and their yeah, secondary is not hear. good, and and yeah. so they, there is not like a a really airtight team. There really isn't in the NFL. I keep thinking the Bills should be, uh, but their offense two weeks in a row has been pretty bad. Uh, that Miami game kind of, they got the cover late, but they, they were clearly struggling all game long on that one there. Uh, and then you go to Jacksonville who is like, if they're, they're the second worst defense in football, I would say that Houston might be worse. Um, and they just, I mean, nothing, their defense was still solid. They only allowed nine points, but you know, Josh Allen against Josh Allen didn't work out. Hey, and that was cute how they kept on pointing that out too. Uh, Everybody was fascinated by that. I mean, I love that kind of thing, but even I barely could mention it in my column because because yep. Scott Hansen just killed it for me. It's just too much. It was just too much, man. It was like they they just couldn't just some once it becomes like that cliche, <laughs> it's it's over. Um, mm-hmm. I you know it's not as you know I miss the Adrian Peterson Adrian Peterson comparisons too. Yeah, I know. Uh, tough times. Their defense is still locked in, but it's really funny that. Since they've come back from the bye, they've been a broken team. It's re- really odd. Um, and they, they put up tons of points against Tennessee. It's not like Tennessee exposed something against them. Um, and Josh Allen slipped slipped at the goal. It was in Tennessee. Yeah. Josh Allen slipped at the goal line. Probably wins that game if he doesn't slip. They, uh, they're still good. I mean, they're good. The Rams are still good. But you, yeah. you see that, like, they're not that good. I mean, they're they're good, but... They're not a juggernaut. And sometimes teams get hot in the second, you know, Tampa got hot in the second half and took it through the playoffs. And they were a really good team by the time of the Super Bowl. And the Patriots that year that I talked about, the Giants were really, really good in the first half. In the second half, there were some closer games, even that they won. Um, and so, you know, we'll see. Someone may emerge as really tough. The Titans are in a, a very nice run. The Titans just beat, you know, the Chiefs. Okay, say what you want about the Chiefs. The Bills, the Colts, and the uh, Rams on the road. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. That's a nice four game run for them. It is. I mean, I think there's been times we've been critical of Rabel, but I think he's one of the better coaches out there. Uh, you know, you just you don't, you know, sometimes he makes some bad fourth down decisions, but in terms of motivating the team about knowing the rules, I mean, he's done some really clever stuff. Uh, and, you know, just they, they've had to deal with their own share of injuries. They lost Eric Henry and they didn't skip a beat. 
Uh, well, they did skip a beat. Yeah, they did. But you can't really say it wasn't a good test. We thought it would be a good test, but they got a pick six and a pick to the two yard line, which they scored on. So they were, yeah. And then and then their defense dominated the rest of the way. So there was, you know, the Rams didn't get in the end zone until like you know uh, less than a minute left. So right. they they just dominated um, defensively and got the turnover. So you couldn't really, those guys didn't run very well, but you know, they didn't really have a good test of, do they need a good running game, whether it's Henry or whoever, and how good is the running game without Henry? It didn't look very good, but then again, like the Rams knew they were running because they were ahead the whole game. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so uh, yeah, yeah, good on them. Yeah. We haven't talked. We spent this, we've spent 20 minutes talking, haven't talked about our respective teams yet. There's a reason for that for me, but uh, we'll do that in a second. How long ago was it that the Bengals were the top seed in the AFC? Man, uh, that's like a, that's a lifetime ago. Yeah. This bye week couldn't come any quicker, but uh, first a note from our friends at Yahoo. The new NFL season is underway and Yahoo is excited to kick off daily fantasy football. There will be a ton of big prize contests throughout the season on Yahoo, including their multi-ante contests now being shark free. To celebrate the beginning of football season and Yahoo Daily Fantasy becoming shark-free, Yahoo is giving all users the opportunity to claim free $10 in contest entry credit. Users can take advantage of this free $10 credit contest entry credit offer to join one of Yahoo's biggest contests. In addition to the free credit, Yahoo has a $1 million DFS contest live. The $1 million contest features $1 million in total prizes, including first place receiving $100,000 and an entry to the first ever Yahoo Fantasy Football Championship live finals event, which will occur at MGM National Harbor in Maryland this December. Play Daily Fantasy Football on Yahoo this season. Visit sports.yahoo.com slash daily fantasy slash welcome <coughs> to claim the free $10 offer to get started. Thanks to the friends at Yahoo. Let's talk a little bit of Giants first. Uh, the defense carried the day for the Giants against the Raiders. You know, the, the, none of the receivers did a whole lot. None of the, the passing game didn't do a whole whole lot. Deon, uh, Devontae Booker looked pretty good, but this was a defensive win. Yeah, they got a sack fumble to close it out. Uh, the defense is pretty good. I mean, you know, these guys, Xavier McKinney had a pick six. Um, I think the defense is good, and they're, and they're missing some guys too. They're missing Jabril Preppers and Blake Martinez both out for the year, but I think they've built a solid unit there. Uh, it's not great, but it's it's solid, you know, in, in the modern NFL. And Danny Dimes just did his caretaker thing, protected the ball. And as you said, Devontae Booker is a really competent backup. You know, he's he's got makes good decisions, got good vision. Uh, he breaks some tackles. He doesn't. He's not soft. Um, he doesn't have the burst. He, you know, you see some runs where he bursts through the hole and he gets taken down by his ankles. And you're like, oh man, Saquon might have taken that to the house. But um, he's a really solid backup. I mean, he's he's fine and. Uh, the Giants are one of those teams. They're three and six. You know, probably there's only three. There's three games they got destroyed. They got destroyed by Denver, the Saints. No, sorry, they beat the Saints. Denver, the Cowboys, and the Rams. And the Cowboys, they lost their whole team. It was like a tie game at halftime. Um, and uh, so, you know, but most of their games, Atlanta, Washington, they lost to. Those are really close. And uh, and this game, you know, they barely lost to the Chiefs in, in Kansas City. This game um, was another tight game that could have gone either way. They're, you know, they're like a slightly below average team. And um, I, I still don't think dimes is probably the answer, but I don't know if he had a good team around him, he'd be good enough to win. It's just mm -hmm. that he's not, I don't think he's going to be the guy that carries them to the win. You know, that he's the plus difference maker. I mean, he's, he's all right. So I don't know. It wasn't an exciting win for them. And Canaries, Tony didn't get involved much and um, Galladay didn't get involved much, but it was, you know, Raiders aren't bad and it was a solid win. 
I picked up Brian Edwards in some leagues. He got so did shot I. out. So did I. Got a zero. Yeah. Got a big fat zero there. It's like, oh, I started someone to buy. No, you just you just didn't do anything. Uh, well, if you look at Mario's cornerback article, he said this was a bad matchup for Edwards. Um, so I, I will, uh, you know, give give Mario credit there for that. Read our uh, if you read that on RotoWire, uh, the cornerback wide receiver matchup column comes out on Fridays. Highly recommend that. RotoWire.com slash try. You see it right there. You should check out that article. But uh, he had four targets. He was on the field. Derek Carr just couldn't find him. Yeah, uh, he did throw one toward him in the end zone. I think on one play, but uh, it was incomplete. And uh, I started him a couple places too. I thought, no, Henry Ruggs, someone's going to get more targets. Really, Waller got back involved. Renfro got a lot of short looks, but it wasn't, uh, you know, they again, they didn't do much. It wasn't a really highly productive game for them. And um, I think Kenyon Drake got a bunch of catches and, that was really it. J- Josh Jacobs is always banged up. He's always coming in and out, but he looks good when he's moving. He looked like he was tough to bring down and had yeah. some burst. Um, he, he looked all right, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a thrilling game by any means. No, no I, I was but- so focused on the Dolphins, Texas. I'm the only person. Dalton and I were the only people in the world. I was just so glued into that. I was like switching back to the Giants, but I had the red zone on and I had the Giants game on, but I was supposedly watching Dolphins, Texans. That's so funny. Yeah. You, I, I assure you, you're not the only one that was hyper-focused on that one game though. There's so many survivor interests and so many, uh, Gambling but the Dolphins interest. were not a not a popular pick, especially in leagues where you could switch once two was out. But yeah, I mean, it was just like yeah. that game. That game was epic. It just shows you if you have enough at stake, any game can be. It was like the most epic game. I was so into it. It was such an incredible game to watch. The Dolphins Texans. It was like a mediocre game with nine turnovers in it. It was total junk. There were some bad calls or questionable calls, but yeah. it was like you know, it was it was like Game of Thrones matched with the Super Bowl to me. You know, it was that exciting? You know. Right. That's right. Uh, you know, your start, it's still, it's week nine and one team in the circuit survivor pool didn't put in a pick. Yeah. Just good for them. Not, nice work. I, I honestly, I told you my way to make it this that. far and then forget to put my in theory on that is they padded the numbers <coughs> and they're just, they don't want to win it. They're just trying to like, you know, I don't know because how could you, I mean, it is, it is a little scary though, because, and it is, you know, 1200 people, one person, like it's due a certain point and you want to wait to get information. And I'm like, Dalton, if I don't, forward you the email confirming what we have text me call me whatever to make sure i've sent it in because right you know it's just the deadline it's not like the start of the games it's like 1 p.m uh pacific time on saturday and that's a weird time to. it's to just a weird ready. you know and so we're yeah. sending it early but now we're kind of like because of like the two news like we're trying to like wait as long as we can so it's a little i can understand it but dude you know now now this entry there's there's 700 people left pending the steelers steelers lose They'll be like 550 or something like that. Even at 700, assuming the Steelers win, which is a lock, by the way, Jeff, um, assuming the Steelers win, uh, you know, it, it, 700, you know, 6 million divided by 700, you know, we're at like nine grand, eight, eight, 8,800, 8,700 per entry right now. So, you know, it's starting to be, you know, you're starting to pretty soon it's real money you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and our, uh, our local pool, well, not local, it's local, formerly local to you, uh, but uh, that one, uh, we had someone that tried to send in the the change before kickoff, so I wanted to switch from the Dolphins Dol- to the Steelers, yeah. uh, and they allowed it, but it's funny, like, he didn't respond until after game started, and he's like, 
oh, it's okay if you don't want to switch it now or something like that. It might even be after the Dolphins. It's okay yeah. if you want to switch it. We can no, you know, there's no reason to let me switch. You're right. I was trying to get well, I forgot my pick in that pool. I told you last yeah, week. And, the uh, Bengals, yeah. and I got defaulted to the Bengals, and I would have taken the Chiefs. Not because I would have preferred the Bengals, but I would have taken the Chiefs just to be in step with the team of destiny. Some but then again, some teams must die so others may live. That's right. So, it's a sacrifice yeah. of the gods. Uh, the, the Saints, at least in the circuit pool, were the fifth most selected team, about 10%. Uh, I did the rewatch in this game already, and it was Trevor Simeon is a caretaker quarterback. Yeah. They don't have playmakers in the receiving core either. Right. It's, that's part of the problem. Yeah. Um, you need a really good quarterback to make those receivers work. I, I, the defense, though, was also a problem. Yes, Atlanta has one playmaker, two playmakers. Actually, Cordero. The Saints have one in Kamara. The, the Falcons have Pitts, and they have Patterson. And remember the Marquez Callaway hype? That Marquez Callaway hype I do hype remember the Marquez season. Callaway hype. Everybody was like, you got to take him. I'm like, why, is he better than Traquan Smith? He had a good preseason. I, I didn't understand why. People were taking that guy in like the – one guy took him in the fourth round, but mostly yep. sixth, seventh round. It just seemed insane. Um, I think Taysom Hill probably starts next week, right? I mean, they can't stick with – I mean, why wouldn't they start Taysom Hill? Good question. I, I he was in for like two plays though. Uh, he didn't throw the ball. He just did a couple running plays, maybe three. Uh, maybe it's just that they want him to practice more this week. I think that's why. <coughs> but you know, you look at what he you know you know look at, look at what the points he produced last year when he did start in place of Breeze. I think that's the only way they have some upside. They got to get some mobility out of the quarterback spot. If you're not going to have a, a big a guy that can throw people open then you've got to have some something else. Right. Um, and the defense w- was a failure. They should. There's no way that Matt Ryan should f- throw for 300 against them. But at the same time, the offense set that up. You know, some of that was there was there were a couple. There, the Saints were dropping passes. Right. I think they failed on fourth down twice. Troutman had a really bad drop on fourth down. Uh, that was bad. But I don't know. It, it was pretty ugly all around. Yep, I was watching a little bit of that game, and uh, I think Matt Ryan is still okay. I think he's not bad. I think that the offensive line isn't very good, and you know Patterson is like a revelation. I mean, it's like this guy's been around forever as like a, a special teams guy, and now they're making him one of the featured running back receivers in the offense, and uh, and it's worked. You know, it's been pretty good. Um, Kyle Pitts got some targets, but didn't do much. I guess they. Mostly he took dropped away. one on the very first play of the game, too. That would have been a big play, like 30-yard play for sure. Mm. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it, it could have been. It was pretty ugly all around. But that was another one where people went down. Uh, and, you know, it was it, it was a miracle that it was close. I mean, the Falcons, of course, found a way to blow it. But they rewrote right. the script by having the long play to Patterson after that to get the game winner instead. Uh, but they, they, should have, they, they could have blown that lead. And it was surreal. Well, they did uh, blow know, the lead. They just won on the last. I mean, could, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, the when it was 24-13 with like five minutes left, I'm like, how did how did they even lose the lead? Well, the Saints scored in like a minute because there was a first. There was a a, a late hit, and it was kind of borderline on the punt return. Then there was kind of a borderline API. Then there was a roughing the passer on a sack, which would have been cr- a crushing sack. Next thing hmm. you know, they're at their 15 yard line, and, yeah. and okay, so that's how it happened. Okay, gotcha. All right. It was, it was yeah. all that drive without any time coming off the clock. Yeah, I've really enjoyed watching football this year more than ever. Um, it's been a fun year for me. 
And one of the things that's the hardest to let go of to enjoy the game is ref show stuff. Like I can, yeah. I've just barely gotten over like fumble randomness and being like, okay, they he fumbled. Okay. That's just part of the game. Just deal with it. Like you, you seem to be on the right track with this prediction or this was helping you, but now he fumbled. So now you might lose this game. Okay. It's part of the game. It's a fumble. It's NFL. It's a little arbitrary, but that's the nature of the game. Well, the ref stuff where it's like sack. Yes, we got this roughing the passer and then you see that the guy grazed his helmet or something mm -hmm. um and it's a first down and it's like turns the whole thing around like if you would like percent to win it would be like 90 and it goes down to 46 on this one play you know on this one call and letting go of that is the hardest thing because it's like human uh you know it's the difference between if somebody like murders you or you die in an earthquake like what's the difference right it's just you died but it's people are much more mad if you get murdered by somebody than if you just died in a natural disaster that the ref thing is like getting over the murder is just, yeah, you know, it happened. It's just something that happened and I'm starting to get over that, but that's the hardest one to let go of is the ref show stuff. Yeah. Um, Trust me. Then, I know as a Bengals fan, I know that from last it's week. It's just very hard to get over that ref show. You ignore uh, the 17 other bad things that happened. Um, just yeah. Focus well, that, the well that's the truth. Well, that's the truth, right? I mean, it, it's only on the mar. I mean, they can do more than on the margins. They can really swing a close game uh, on huge plays, but well, if your team was slightly better, it wouldn't have been close, you know, or they would have overcome it. Like, it's just, again, it's just like a bad bounce. It's just part of the, it's just part of it. And um, it's, it's sometimes it's worse than others, but, um, you know, it's just, it's just part of the game, but it's, it's really, it's a, it's the hardest thing to let go of. You know, I'm watching a series on Netflix called Bad Sport and they did the Arizona State points, uh, college hoops point shaving scandal and then they cover this Italian soccer referee scandal. And, you know, there's focus on like, okay, the little things that can change a game and all that. And so it makes you start to be, you know, watching this starts to make you suspicious of, okay, th these, these borderline calls like, Oh, Ooh, you know, that, right. that, that, you know, why did they call that? But, you know, and sometimes it, well, it makes you start to think of Tim Donahue and all that. And it's not impossible. And I'll, I'll say another thing is, you know, literally at the Federal Reserve, these guys were insider trading. The actual Fed were busted for insider trading. I mean, it doesn't yeah. get, you know, pe members of Congress are making trades, um, you know, and they, there's legislation in front of them that they're, you know, privy to that they know is going to get passed. It's going to affect industries. And they're all, they all have these stocks. They all, their portfolios are like ridiculously appreciated. Yeah. Um, and so, Oh, but no way the ref would be on the take or make it some side. I mean, you know, right. I, I, I think you want specific evidence of it to, before you conclude any one call specifically is this because I think you need evidence. But the idea that it would be happening in the NFL to me is not far-fetched at all. Not remotely far-fetched. Right. We are in the extreme. I think society toggles between extreme cheating and extreme corruption. And then, that, and then there's a huge disaster from it. And then it gets cleaned up. And then slowly it starts to erode. And, and then by the end of it, it gets really ugly and corrupt again. And then they clean it up. And, and you know, it's just everything else. It's like you get gain weight over the holidays and you get back in shape because you're like, oh, no, I'm going to stop eating the, the junk. And you work out and you get in shape. Then you feel good. You let it slide, let it slide. Suddenly you gain weight again. So you go back in. It's the same type of cycle. Except and I think you get slightly less in, in, in shape. <laughs> and you start time. getting slightly more out of shape right. each time. Yeah. Um, well, and then next thing you get slightly more corrupt and slightly less cleaned uh, yeah. up. Yeah. Right. Well, then you just die eventually, you know, as a human. Yeah. But I'm saying society, you know, unless we annihilate ourselves, which hopefully is not imminent, um, we cycle between corruption and clean. I think we're in a very corrupt time where everybody's got their hand in the till and everybody's kind of looking at each other. It's like when the Astros cheated, 
it wasn't that they denied cheating. It was that they were pissed that everybody else was doing it and they were getting blamed for it. You know, right. the whole thing about the Astros cheating wasn't that it was, oh my God, how could we cheat? It's like, no, we're doing what everyone else is doing. And I feel like if everybody same else is doing it. Same thing with the it, ball, same thing with steroids. The same whole thing. thing with, yeah, yeah. Everybody's like, everybody else is doing it. Like, stop pointing the finger at me. And so if those refs were, you know, dipping a little on the side, they're like, dude, it's NFL. It's not life and death. We're not like being bought off by large corporations to oppress people. We're just, you know, all we're doing is uh, making a little side money on the Dolphins Texans. What's wrong with that? No, they're not even in the, going to the playoffs this year, Jeff. Rise and fall of civilization right yeah, there. It is. Um, all right. Got a couple more games to break down. But first, quick note from Thrive. Thrive is back for another season of fantasy football, and they're running huge guaranteed contests each week this NFL season. With Thrive Fantasy, you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus on only the top-tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game. Sign up today and get a free, that's free, six-month Rotowire subscription. Here's how you claim your free Rotowire subscription. One, visit rotowire.com slash thrive. Two, deposit a minimum of $10 and receive 100% deposit bonus up to $100. Three, play in your first paid contest and receive a free six-month Rotowire subscription. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Big thanks to Thrive. Big thanks to the Blue Wire Network for uh, your continuing sponsorship. Um, okay, so I kind of danced around it. The Bengals sucked again. Um, in fact, they really sucked. The receiver sucked, kept on dropping passes. Burrow has 11 interceptions. A lot of them aren't on him, but many of some of them are. Uh, uh, the Denzel Ward one was a 10-point play that just turned the yep. whole game. It was like, dude, that was just yep. a bad idea. Like, he just broke. Yep. It was easy. And it was like once he went caught it, it was like, oh, he's definitely scoring a touchdown immediately. Yep. You saw it. Yep. And you're like, why would you do that, dude? Just don't do that. Don't yep. do it. Yep. 
That's right. That's right. The Bengals still rallied. It was still 7-7. After that, they rallied and got the next score. But then they couldn't stop the rest of the time. They yeah. couldn't stop Nick the Chubb. Browns. Nick Chubb Nick destroyed Chubb. them. It was finally playing like Nick. we all expected out of Nick Chubb. Um, Baker Mayfield Bob. played like he got uh, – like he, his, the chain was taken off of his ankle, the OBJ chain. Um, yeah. Although, who knows uh, about that. We'll see. Uh, he still- hates He hates playing with OBJ. He's always been worse. All his – uh, with OBJ stats are worse than without. I don't yep. know what it is. I can't imagine one receiver who doesn't target that much bringing him down that much. But for whatever reason, he does not like him. Obviously, his the, he doesn't like his dad. Um, and I feel yep. like it just he's a happier quarterback. He made a beautiful throw to Donovan Peoples Jones for a touchdown. Although yep. he's wide open. Um, but the Bengals are soft, man. They got run over. They just got run over. And let me tell you, who says no, Jeff? Joe Burrow for Danny Dimes. Who says no? Come on. I say no. I say no. I say no again. I say no now. Stop. Stop with the madness. Uh, yeah. Next week we'll revisit this. We'll see what happens. We'll see if you're you're no, we're open to it. The Bengals are on by. So. Yeah, so, are the, so are the Giants, by the way. Okay. So uh, we we definitely won't revisit. We'll it revisit no it anyway because we'll remember. This will be even more uh, firmly uh, burned in our memories. Yeah. Was this a bad game? I mean, the Bengals. I, I think the problem is they're they're sort of a finesse team, and. I, you know, in the NFC North, when it gets to November, December, uh, I'd rather be the Steelers Browns. I mean, the Steelers can't block anybody either, but the Browns, at least their defense is rugged on the Steelers. You want to be, uh, I, I think in, in those environments, those climates, I think it's going to be tough, you know, for them to play that style. I mean, Chase had 14.8 yards per target. He's down to 11, by the way, he's still leading the NFL by a full yard over anyone he, else. He dropped two long passes too. He oh. should have maintained that, that yards yeah. per target, but he had yeah. two bad drops. T Higgins dropped a contested ball. You could say it maybe wasn't a drop, but it, a top receiver is paid to make plays like that. Right. It was a fourth and 15 tried to high point the ball. Couldn't come down with it. Um, yeah. A, 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 an elite receiver makes that catch. Um, that that's all I'm going to say about that. But yeah, the, the defense is the real problem. Two weeks in a row, they couldn't get off the field against the Jets and the Browns, two teams that couldn't get out of their own way the, the previous weeks. Um, a lot of people took the Niners once they found out that, you know, with all the, all the talk about Kyler Murray, not be, probably not being able to play. And in oh. fact, I think two people took him in the Circa League. That game was never close. Oh, what the heck? So, so if we had gone five and zero in the super contest, we would have won fifteen k at least, maybe seventy five k because we were uh, eight and two. And there's a, every three weeks there's a there's like a, a mini prize pool, yeah. and we went three and two. The games we lost were the Niners and the Bengals. Okay, those are the two. Dalton wanted to take the Bengals. I didn't want to take it. We were three and two, so we're we're still doing well, but we could have won a huge bonus mid season. And uh, obviously, it's hard to go five and zero, but you know we were two games off, and the. Uh, but at least They're you not, weren't close in either of those games. No, we were just wrong, and that was that. And and uh, yeah, exactly. So we don't feel like it was. So the so the thing about the Niners, I was watching that, I was rooting for them, and I had Elijah Mitchell uh, who didn't do much, and I'm like, Jimmy Garoppolo sucks. Like he sucks. The thing about him, he took five sacks. That guy is just so easy to sack. Like he has no mobility, no strength. Like some guys like Roethlisberger were strong. They weren't gonna like scramble, but there's straight arm the defender and push him down. You know, they're just hard to get down or Brady would do that little quick step or breeze would be hard to get their, your hands on or they spin out of trouble. Garoppolo has got none of that. He's weak. He's soft and he's slow. He gets taken down so easily. So whenever the rush comes, you're like, ah, he's not going to get out of this. He can't get out of it. And then for some reason, like they kept having Jamichael hasty in the game so much. Mitchell looked all right, but barely got any chances. 
Um, you know, Ayuk looked great. He fumbled, but he, that guy has a crazy wingspan. He goes up, catches anything near him. And Kittle looked pretty good, but he fumbled too. But the Niners' defense was so soft. It was like James Conner, just destroy, they just couldn't tackle the guy. Just make a tackle. You know, yep. they couldn't. They just couldn't tackle him. Colt McCoy completed like 22 of 25. Um, I mean, come on. There's no, there's no Murray. There's no Hopkins. Uh, Chase Evans got hurt early, and they just destroyed them. I mean, it was, it was an embarrassing showing for the Niners. Yeah, and Edmonds is a high ankle sprain, possibly. That's what they're saying. So it could be four to six weeks on him. So a lot of Connor. He's going to be just, yeah. He's 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 rostered everywhere, but he's now an automatic start everywhere. Um, oh, he's is, he's leading the NFL in touchdowns. He's got eleven touchdowns crazy. in the last seven games, and uh, and he looked good. I mean, he he looked like the guy in the Steelers, um, and he'll probably get hurt next week because that's what he does. But for now, I mean, he's got to be a top ten back. I don't think you can. You know, maybe even top five. Yeah. So we think Taysom Hill should start next week for the Saints. Should uh, they switch uh, at San Francisco as well, switch off Jimmy G? Yes, absolutely. I mean, look, you're, what are they, four and six or three and five, three and six, three and five, something like that, three and five, right. I think. And uh, you're basically done. Uh, and you, you traded up. <laughs> He traded up for the number three pick, and they got the stiff starting ahead of him. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Like, it'd be one thing. If, you know, the guy starting was so good that you're like, all right, we're going to win a Super Bowl with this guy and we'll deal with it next year. I mean, the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs might have cost themselves a Super Bowl having Alex Smith in there instead of Pat Mahomes. But at least Alex Smith was like one of the highest rated quarterbacks in the league that year. And he was good. Um, Jimmy G is not even good. And you've got your third overall pick. And Lance, I mean, man, he better. This is looking like a, a, a total disaster. Like you've got to trust him. You've got to just let him learn. I don't know what else you can do, but this is, um, you know. He hasn't played since before the bye week. He didn't play a snap again yesterday. I don't yeah. get it. I just don't get well, it at all. I, I assume he's healthy, right? He's not even on the injury report. I, I, they just got to yeah. make the switch. I mean, Shanahan, it was weird as Ayuk. I don't know if this is Stockholm syndrome, but he came out and said his benching was because he realized he never really learned how to practice. And he was only playing so much last year out of necessity. Um, because they had so many injuries to receivers last year. Debo was out and everybody else um, that, and Kittle, and they had to play him. And he's like, you know, I didn't know. Now I know how to practice. But he was so good as a rookie. It's kind of like, really? Is this Stockholm Syndrome? Are you just saying this because you finally got out of the doghouse and you want to stay out of the doghouse? I don't know. It was, it was very strange. But, you know, Shanahan, some weird punting. He punted down, I think, 17 with 10 minutes left. That was fourth and 13, but still he yeah. – uh, you know, he drafts Sermon in the third round and then, you know, he's a healthy scratch. Immediately buried him. Yeah, immediately, immediately buried him. Right. And, and I'm then, a mad genius. You need to learn how to practice my way. Yeah. No, my real man. Real man doesn't draft picks to use them, Jeff. Real man drafts who he wants and then deals with it later. You know, yeah. There's no correlation. You think there's supposed to be a correlation between the draft and the regular season that that even matters? No, there's Jeff. such a slew of Niners early picks that have failed under Shanahan. Yeah. It's like, is he. An, that awful of a talent evaluator is he that awful to practice for and he, he you know you he's just high on his own supply i am a genius you must follow my way i don't know it's just something something's going on there something really hanky's going on there um, yeah i don't know i don't know but it's uh they gotta they just have to be like okay we've got to audition lance i mean you've got to just give him the eight games and say this is you know we got to see if like because they're going to keep lance next year because the third pick and they trade up for him but say okay are we going to next year with experience and an idea that he's probably going to keep it beyond next year or going in, in the next year with the idea of, 
okay, he's got a you know half a year to prove that he's that we didn't make a huge mistake. Um, you can't just not use him to the end of the year and then ruin all of next year uh, before it even starts with guys like Kittle and Ayuk and Nick Bosa um, and uh, and Fred Warner on your team. You can't just squander those guys' peak years, um, you know, by just not knowing that you have a good quarterback. And so they have to play him. I might even right. pick up Lance because of the running. I might just pick him up this week just because something's got to give soon. Yeah. I mean, it's so wild to see all the rookie quarterbacks failing so badly, except for Mac Jones. Uh, yeah. He didn't do yeah. anything last week. He didn't have to. By yeah. the way, I officially feel bad for Darnold. I've been harsh on Darnold. I was always, you know, prosecuting the case against him. And I even feel bad for the stats guys who defended Darnold over, you know, said they, the Giants should have taken Darnold. They're still arguing about it today. I feel bad for them now. Like, it's like, stop the fight already. I mean, you know, it, you know, it's, they've gotten so roughed up. It's like, let the throw in the towel, please. This is just an ugly massacre. Um, it's not worth going any farther with this. So, man, it's like Darnold, I mean, you know, Adam Gaze is now looking like a genius. He's re <laughs> Adam Gaze needs to get rehired from what he got out of Darnold in New York. This is incredible how bad he is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You saw the Robbie Anderson thing on the sideline getting mad at uh, Darnold there. I didn't see I didn't see uh, that. There, it was a, a GIF or uh, uh, just a little clip that was going around late last after the games yesterday. It was pretty funny to see. Uh, sad for Darnold, but funny yeah. to see otherwise there. Um, all right. We got one more game. We'll see if Justin Fields can defy the uh, – the rookie Let's do it. Knock some people out. Knock some people out. Justin Fields. Come on. Bennett Carroll talks all this yang like Justin Fields is actually going to be good. Let's see it in Pittsburgh. Tough, tough assignment. You can do it. Yeah, we'll see. All right. That's going to wrap up today's uh, podcast. Thanks to WinBet for your continuing exclusive sponsorship all season long. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for all the comments. Uh, we'll be back on you in Sirius XM in about 40 minutes. And also we got uh, Joe and, uh, and Jake with free agents tomorrow on the podcast. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.